What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Fight of Faith, the world's first and only Christian MMA podcast. We're a community of believers where we can get in the Word together with Bible read-alongs. And also, if you need some prayer, go ahead and hit us up on our prayer line. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, we're available for you at 424-70-FIGHT. You can call or text anytime. Now, please prayfully consider joining us on our Patreon page for as low as $1 a month, and you'll become a member of our Fight Fam. And for all you guys that are interested in starting your own podcast and you want to use Spreaker, use my promo code Fight of Faith for 15% off your first year subscription. What's up, Fight Fam? This is Justin, and uh, welcome to another Bible read along. So this week, um, well, this upcoming week, I'm not, I'm recording this at a different time, but for Monday through Friday this week, we're going to be doing the book of James in the New Testament. Um, so there's only five chapters. So every day, Monday through Friday, let's do one chapter a day and uh, feel free to share what you got out of that day. You can comment, you can use the, the soap um, devotional tactic. And what that is, is, a, is an acronym for scripture, observation, application and prayer so basically in the discipleship sometimes um we would share what scripture that popped out to us and what we believe the lord is using to speak to us that day when we write the scripture for oh you write down what you observe from that scripture and what we believe god is telling us in that uh, piece of text um and a will be for application. How are we going to apply this scripture and what God is telling us to our lives? What does that actually look like? What are we going to do about it? Which is super important, right? And then P obviously is for prayer. And uh, you can write out a prayer. You know, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for this revelation. Thank you for this, this, and that. Whatever is on your heart. And uh, so that's a nice way to do devotions if you're interested in doing that. Um, I'm just here to do life with you guys. I'm here to do scripture with you guys and I think it'll be good. So um, let's hop right into it. So depends how it'll go. I might do James 1 and 2 because I might re release this on Monday or Tuesday. We'll see. But uh, so maybe I'll do James 1 and 2 in the New Testament. And I happen to have a King James Bible today. The word is the word, you know, all of them have uh, ups and downs about the translations. So let's not argue about that. But this is what I got for today. I usually like to read out of the ESV or the NIV. But today we're doing with good old King Jimmy. Okay, so uh, let's do verse one in chapter one. James, a servant of God, of the Lord Jesus Christ and the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. Greeting. Okay, verse two. Uh, my brothers, uh, every time it says brethren, I'm going to try to say brothers and try to translate it in real time uh, as I read it. So let's see how that goes. God bless America. Happy Memorial Day, by the way. Um, so my brothers, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trine of your faith works patience. And let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Or another word for that sentence is mature. Okay, 
that you're perfected. That if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally, and it shall be given to him. But let him ask in faith, wavering nothing. For he that wavers is like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind, you know, to and fro, back and forth. Uh, let not, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything from the Lord, because a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So let the brother of low degree rejoice that he is exalted, but the rich is that he is made low because of the flower of the grass. Um, as the flower of the grass, he shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but with the grass uh, and the flower that falls and the grace of the fashion uh, of its parish, uh, so also shall the rich man be faded away in his ways. So blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, and the Lord that promised uh, to them that, that love them. You know, I want to emphasize something very important, is that we are called to flee temptation, right? To resist the devil, flee temptation, and cling to God, right? Run to Abba, Father's lap. Um, that is not done through effort. I want to emphasize that the only way to truly authentically execute this is knowing who you are. Knowing that you're a son of God because identity precedes uh, precedes behavior. So that means that if you know who you are and you're allowing God to touch your heart, your your mind and your actions will follow that. So, uh, you know, growing up, I thought I had to do it the other way around. I thought I had to quote a bunch of scriptures. I had to reprogram my mind and memorization of, of the scripture and uh, proclaim it, believe it. And uh, that that's good. But but that just that helps renewing your mind and, and having a positive outlook. But it, but it doesn't change your heart, though. A good way to do all this to flee temptation. And if you're a person that's struggling with sin and you, you, you feel like your life is back and forth, it's hard to receive anything from the Lord. Like it said in verse seven and eight, um, this kind of person doesn't receive anything from the Lord because a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So you feel unstable because you're wavering to and fro, like I said in verse 5, right? Uh, 6. It's because you're tossed by the waves. But if you are solid in your faith and you're solid knowing that the Bible is true and, and the promises are yours, then that's the foundation you can stand on. And that is what is super important to know that God let me live this out in my identity. Help this. This has been my prayer lately. Help me, Father, to live a life worthy of the call. That's been my prayer because I feel like more than ever, I feel that there's a big calling on my life like it's almost scaring me and like when it comes to praise and worship as uh pastoring and ministry of the fight of faith uh business and ministry that i have with my trucking business with my family being a good husband and being a good father like 
A lot is on my shoulders and it's not overwhelming. It's exciting, but it's it's also a reality check that, that I got to do this right. And I got to do this all the right way um, and allow God to be my strength to do all this. But I say all that to say this is that we are called to consciously refuse sin and not um, like always having like sin management and hoping like, oh, like, don't do this. Don't do that. Um, you know, eat this, eat that like a living, like a legal, a legalistic lifestyle. But allowing God to make the change in your heart so you live out your identity, because if you're truly living out who you really are as a child of the most high God, then you won't be struggling with sin because sin is just is a lie. It's trying to deceive you, telling you that that's who you are, but you're not. Okay, that's how this is accomplished by fleeing sin. It's not uh, sin management classes. It's it's knowing who you are. Okay, so let's just uh, just wanted to tell you that. So let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. In verse thirteen, uh, because God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempts he any man. So God is not the one who tempts you, by the way. You know who tempts you. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. He is enticed. Our own desires of our of our unrenewed mind or the old sin nature, that is what tempts us. That's what the devil uses. So when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, it brings forth death. Do not be in error, my beloved children. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, then comes down from the Father of lights, whom uh, is no variableness, neither shadow or, or of turning. Of his own will begat uh, he us with the word of truth, and we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. So remember, God is not the one who's tempting you. The devil actually tempts you, but we are tempted. The only reason we're interested slightly is because of the old sin nature that our desires are wrong and we're actually enticed in what's being offered. But if you have no longer an, an, an appetite for those things, then you're not even tempted, right? Like, I am not tempted to go drink beer. I am not tempted to go get drunk. I have no interest. I have no appetite for that thing. I think beer tastes like crap. I think it tastes like pee. You like it. I don't like it. So I'm not tempted. But if you ask someone who's more accustomed to it and like the taste, then they're they're more enticed to it. So to the same point with sin, we got to lose our appetite for it. Okay. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, in verse 19, let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and uh, superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word of God and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any... Uh, be a hearer of the word and not a doer. He is like a man beholding the, uh, his natural face in a glass and free for he sees himself and goes away and forgets uh, what he looks like. Uh, 25. But he who looks in the perfect law of liberty continues therein that he is not 
being a forgetful hearer, but he is a doer of the work. And this man shall be blessed in his deeds. For if any man among you seem to be religious and uh, bridleth not his tongue and deceives his own heart, this man's religion is vain. But pure religion is undefiled before God. And the father is this, to visit the fatherless, the widows in their affliction and keep himself a spotted from the world and a little fun fact i believe that james chapter 1 verse 27 is the only part in the new testament that talks about religion in a in a healthy aspect uh, if you look at what jesus did he pretty much did away with religion and abolished it but um and replaced it with a sonship and relationship and adoption in christ jesus to the father right but um, in a positive aspect of religion, apparently James chapter 1 verse 27 is the only part in the New Testament that, that shares religion in a nice light, saying that uh, the, the pure religion that is undefiled before God to the Father is to visit the orphans or the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and keep himself unspotted from the world. That is what a real religion is. So that's... Um, chapter one so maybe i'll do chapter two because i don't i might upload this on tuesday so um guys read your word i'm just trying to motivate you guys watch your ufc fights <laughs> train do your exercise eat right do your intermittent fasting curve your appetite with coffee water a light protein shake right i know that's not really fasting if you do a protein shake but to me being a big boy that's fasting to me. You heard me. So if I do water, coffee, and protein shake, all liquids all day, I am starving, bro. I'm starving at the end of the day. And so I've been losing weight a little bit doing that. So here we go. Coffee is so delicious. Okay, so let's do chapter two together. You guys like this? Um, let me know if this is helping you guys because I want I want to assist you guys in living the best life. And... Uh, you know what? I love doing this, man. Take a little side note that's to take it in. It's a beautiful day. And I'm so blessed to do this. And I'm going to promise that I'm going to keep doing this. I don't care how many people are listening. If there's one person or a million people, I'm going to be the same exact dude, you know? And I, I, I love doing this. And I love doing this for you guys. So thank you for letting me do this. So let's go to James chapter 2. Let's see if I can uh, interpret this... Uh, king james tongue <laughs> so chapter 2 verse 1 um my brethren uh have not faith our lord jesus christ well lord of glory with respect of persons whatever that means come on king james Jeez, what does that mean verse 2 for if there come uh unto an assembly a man with a gold ring and godly apparel uh, and there come in also a poor man and vile remnant. Uh, then have respect to him who wears who wears the clothing and say to him, sit here in a good place and say to the poor, stand there or sit there under my footstool. Are you not then uh, partial in yourselves and become judges of evil thoughts? So it's saying if there's people, one guy comes to church and he's dressed with all bling and there's another guy who's looking raggedy and homeless, are you going to tell the rich guy uh, to say, oh, sit in the front, sir. Welcome to you know our church. And um, old guy, uh, the soup lines in the back, go ahead and help yourself. Get out of here. We don't want people to see you. That is evil. 
right? You become judges of evil thoughts, it says. So in verse five, here, my beloved children, um, hasn't God chosen the poor from this world uh, to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which has promised to them that he loves them? But you have despised the poor. Don't the rich men oppress you and draw you before judgment seats? Don't they blaspheme uh, that a worthy name by which you are called? If you fulfill the royal law according to scripture, thou love your neighbor as you love yourself, you do well. But if you respect to, to people and, uh, you, and commit sin, and you are convinced of the law as transgressors, so for whoever shall keep the whole law and not offend in one point, if you offend one of them, you're guilty of all. So for he that said, do not commit adultery, said also do not kill. So now if you commit no adultery, yet you kill, you become a transgressor of the law. So do all that you shall be judged by the law of liberty. Uh, he shall have judgment without no mercy and uh, that he who showed no mercy and mercy rejoices against judgment okay don't have judgment upon people especially to those who are coming to the church for the first time guys come on man doesn't matter what they wear i want to i want to let y'all know right now by the way shout out to uh anton uh part uh parson dotson i love you man i watched the pastor's couch beautiful interview Awesome, very well done podcast, very informational on very controversial topics, but it's conversations that need to be had in the church. And they were saying about how they were happy to be on the topic of abortion. It's been a hot, uh, pressing issue lately. But I realized uh, they were talking and, and sharing some truths about how, you know, it, it when it comes to the church being accepting, it doesn't matter because even people, if they're gay, or if they're doing abortions or if they're the church is a place for healing right and that's the most important place let people come whether they're gay or straight black white if they're democrat republican if they're if they're a virgin or if they're been through a divorce they have 20 kids or they have an abortion like we all are here they that's what they said we're all here at the church we all got issues we all got problems and we all need healing so I think that's very important and it lines up to what we're talking about here. Let's not judge. Let's let everybody feel welcome in the house of the Lord. Okay. That's very important. And let God do the changing. Let, let God work on them. All your job, the only job that is for you, for a guest that, that you think that may be living a different lifestyle that you don't agree with, just love them because it's the love of God that leads man to repentance. Amen. It's the love of God. So share the love of God and pray for them. If you think that they're they're off course or they're backslidden or whatever, pray for them. That's the best thing you can do. And love on them to their face and don't talk bad about them. Amen. Anyway, uh, let's see. So verse 14. So what does it profit, my brethren, uh, though a man says he has faith, but he doesn't have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and uh, destitute of daily food, one of you say to them, depart in peace and be warm and filled and not give them the things that they actually need for their body, what does it profit? So even in faith, if it doesn't have works, it's dead just being by itself. So yeah, a man can say, 
I have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works and I'll show you faith by my works. So if you believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the devils believe in God and tremble, right? And what you know, O vain man, that don't you know that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by the works when he offered Isaac his son upon the altar? See thou uh, faith uh, made with his works and by his works was made perfect and the scripture was fulfilled uh, when said abraham believed god and it was imputed for him righteousness for he was called a friend of god and see then that how uh, works a man is justified and not just by faith only likewise also it wasn't not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she received them by the messengers and had them sent out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so is faith without uh, works is dead also. Okay, so that's a good read. That's a good that's a good balance to consider uh, about when we read about works and faith. Um, it's saying it's a good conversation to have because a lot of people believe that. Oh, it's not just by faith alone. You got to have good works in order to get to heaven. That's what Mormons believe. Uh, but also some people are to the extreme, which is addressing in James chapter two of how, oh, no, we're all saved by grace and we're saved. And but it said, but it, how alive is is your faith? If you see the homeless and you don't feed them, you don't clothe them, you have no mercy, you don't visit the the orphans and the fatherless, you don't help the widows in their distress and affliction, your religion is in vain. So there's a balance here of faith and works. Let's not get this confused. By faith alone in Christ Jesus, you are saved. But to simplify all this, if you're truly saved then your heart is changed. And if you have a heart for God, you're going to have a heart for people because God has a heart for people. And if you have, if you're a man or woman after God's own heart, you're going to have a heart for people to love people, to pray for them, to reach out to people. You don't have to be a pastor to anybody, but to love people, bless those who uh, bless you and, and love those who hate you. There's that balance of like, you bless those who uh, curse you, you love those who hate you. You uh, you pray for those who spitefully use you. Just pray for them. Bless somebody today. And uh, whether if they're a Christian, whether if they're the same religion as you, same color as you, it don't matter. Let's bring healing today. Amen. So I pray right now, Father God, for everyone that's listening to the podcast. Uh, let this word soak into their heart of to have a pure religion before you, Father God, which is a pure relationship in you to allow your heart to captivate our heart, to have a heart for people, to have a heart for the widows, for the orphan, uh, for those who are unfortunate who need help, who are homeless, who are hungry, who needs clothes. Father God, give us your heart for people today so our relationship can be pure because we're not saved by our works, Father God, but our faith is in you, Christ Jesus, and that gives us new life. That enables us to be your righteousness today. And that enables us to walk with you, Father God, face to face every day. Thank you, Lord. But let us be captivated by your heart and let that change our heart to have a heart for people, Lord, to love people as they are and love them exactly where they're at, Father God, just like you love us. So I pray this in Jesus' name that everybody that's listening has a blessed, wonderful, prosperous, and empowered day in the Lord, that they seek your face every day, that they dig into the word every day, that they pray with you 
And that we remember, Father God, that we can just go about the day and have beautiful moments of refreshing. Every moment can be a refreshing one. Just like Pastor Zach said, uh, I encounter LV uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. Zach was saying that uh, every moment can be a refreshing one. The Holy Spirit is always here. He consists in all things and all things are held together through him. So you cannot run from God. He is always with you. He is never far. Take moments to just breathe and know that heaven is with you. God is for you. Who can be against you? And just have these little vacation trips to heaven throughout the day, like 30 second vacation trips to heaven and just be refreshed, walk in joy, walk in peace. Go ahead and bless somebody today. Tell somebody about the podcast. Tell somebody um, that they're loved, that Jesus loves them, that he died for their sins. Go and preach the gospel and use words when necessary. Amen. I love you guys. Thank you for always watching. Keep fighting the good fight of faith and take care. Bye. Thank you guys for always tuning into the fight of faith. I really appreciate y'all. Uh, thank you for liking, subscribing, following on all platforms. Please share this podcast with somebody that you know. Stay in your word, stay in your Bible, pray every day, walk with Jesus. And if you need help, please call this number, save my number, leave a voicemail or text anytime. I'm here for you. And please partner with us for as low as $1 a month to help us spread the gospel to the world and to the MMA community. And if you got something on your heart, and go ahead and share it on a podcast. Use my discount code and start your podcast and share it with the world. God bless.